Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Hello and welcome to Lemonade Life Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Faust. And this is where we put the spotlight on individuals who take those bitter lemons and make beautiful, sweet, luscious lemonade out of it and how they go about it. And today, I'm so happy to have us by special guest, Michelle Brown. Welcome, Michelle. <laughs> so happy to Thank have you. you. That's got to be a good thing when you share a name, right? <laughs> I know, right? I, so. we, I was just about to say that. <laughs> well, There's a lot great. of Michelles out here. I so you got to represent. Great minds think alike. I'm a few years older than you, quite a bit. When I was growing up, there were no Michelles. And now I'm just like everybody I meet. <laughs> it's but we spell our name the same, though. Yeah. We're two L's, which is actually the correct way to spell it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, welcome to the show. Whereabouts in the world are you located? Jackson, Michigan. Okay. Well, wow. Midwesterner, huh? So... Cold in the summertime, I'm used to, or in the wintertime, I'm sorry, I'm used to warm weather. I've lived most of my life in Arizona. I'm currently in Santa Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hot out there. It is, definitely right now, it is hot out there. Hearing from all my neighbors, it is very hot out there. So enjoy your summer while you can. <laughs> anyway. Well, welcome, because this show goes out worldwide, so we always like to kind of pinpoint who we're talking to and where you're at, and I'll first introduce you by just saying how we met, because we really don't know each other. So I don't even know how to really <laughs> honestly introduce you, because I'm learning about you as we go along, but you reached out to me because we have a mutual friend, associate, mentor mastermind leader, incredible lady, yes. Zandra Evans, it's Zandra TV Network. So she had mentioned you to me and we made the connection. And that is about what I know. <laughs> yes. so you don't have to share <laughs> yourself with all these fabulous people. No, what you know is so interesting is because when I was there at the interview, she gave me your magazine. But I really didn't pay attention to it. And so they sent me the stuff for the pictures from taking the interviews. And then they told me to add you and to like your page. And I went on your page and then I started seeing, okay, you do podcasting. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I see an opportunity. So I was like, let me reach out to her and see how can we connect? Because I'm always looking to connect and network. Yeah, you are. that's one thing that you had mentioned when we had a brief conversation before that you avidly look at ways to connect and taking advantage of everything that's out there. So I'm thrilled that you did because yes, I do have the magazine and I do have a podcast, but I'm also a publisher. So I've written books and I've published books. So I have a passion, passion for writing and people who do write. And I heard that you have a book. Yes, I do. 
Well, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, it's called The Inner Child of Me. Ah, and that's a beautiful cover. So that's a photo of you as an adult and a child. Mm -hmm. And well done. I love that cover. So you must be pretty excited to be able to share about that. So why don't you share with my audience a little bit about your book? Okay, yeah. So both of these pictures are me. So this is me as an adult, and the mirror is a reflection of me as a child. Mm-hmm. So it's the trials and tribulations to shape me to be this person, but I had to heal that inner child in order to grow. Now, my book came through meditation because I was just going through a lot in life, and I just like I just want to get away. I just want to escape. I just want to just get away from everything. So I heard about meditation. And then when I first started learning doing meditation, I didn't know how to do it because in meditation, you're supposed to focus on your breath and your breathing. And every time I try to do it, I just kept thinking about other things, like everything just kept coming up. So I had to go get a book to learn how to meditate. And then once I did that, I did it for 30 days. And I don't remember what day it was, but this one particular day, I seen a little girl. It showed me a little girl. Now, I love kids. So it showed me a little girl. And it says, like, when this little girl gets around kids, she gets safe and she gets comfortable. And it also showed me that this little girl wants to be free. So after the meditation, I was confused because I'm like, what just happened? And then when I really thought about it, I said, that was me. And so then I was like, that's me at six years old being molested. Now, it's interesting because I thought I let it go, but it just... Show me that I just know how to cope with it. Like I didn't let it go. It was still there. And the kiss was like the cover up. But the kids were also reflecting back to me of the main person that really needs that protection. And the main person that's screaming for help is that little girl inside of me. Wow. You are so right about meditation. For some people, it comes very easily. For others, it's the learn process. I've tried so many times and my mind goes just everywhere. (laughs) Yes, yes. But what I learned, Michelle, is that with meditation, they say if a thought comes up, acknowledge it and accept it. And then if you acknowledge it and accept it, then it'll go away. But if you act like it's not there and it's not existing, then it's going to stay there. That's just like with a pattern or a cycle. If you see a pattern and you act like it's not there, then it's just going to stay there. But if you acknowledge it, and say, oh, this is a problem, and then it's going to, you could change it, and then it can go away. It's fascinating. I have to try that sometimes. In your process of meditating, did you bring up memories that had been suppressed? Yes. So when I was listening to the meditation video, it was on YouTube. It's by Erin Doty, and it said how to attract love in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, when I realized that, I was like, I know I was not that desperate now. <laughs> but if you really get deep, deep into it, it's not even a love in a relationship. It's self-love. It's the love of a child, the inner child. So the love that, you know, how people go out in a row and they try to find it through this person, that person, or they try to find it through drugs or drinking. But the real love is the love within self. So that's what the kids were showing me. I'm thinking if I give it to them, I can heal. But I'm not really understanding it because I didn't even really know that it was a problem until I started meditating. So you may not have seen the problem, but there was something that triggered you to want to meditate. So what specifically put you in that direction? Life. 
I was just tired of being stressed. I was just tired of being depressed. Yeah. I was just trying to be sad and angry. And I was just like, I just want to get away. Like in my book, I have a tattoo. It's called Fly Away. Because I feel like everything that I've ever been through in life, I just wish that I had wings to get away, like fly away. But it's so interesting because when I say fly away, everything that I thought of, it was something way deeper than what I was thinking. Because I was thinking about birds, but it's butterflies, which I didn't know butterflies represents transformation. Well, yeah. From the cocoon to the beautiful butterfly. So one thing I have to say and acknowledge is your escape was such a healthy escape. When people say I want to escape, I want to get away, that can be alcohol, drugs, other behaviors, eating poorly, all kinds of things. But to turn to meditation as a way to escape is a beautiful, healthy way to go. Yeah, because I was just like, I just wanted to find something. I was just like, I need something. I just want to get away. Like, what can I do to escape life is what I was trying to do. And then when I went on YouTube, it's just like it popped up and it started talking about meditation. And I'm like, what is this? And then once I started listening to it, I tried to learn it, but I couldn't get it because I kept everything that I was going through. was just I couldn't focus. So then that's why I went to the library and I got the book. And this lady, she named Sharon, she has a book, 28 day program of how to meditate. And I read the whole book and step by step. For 30 days, I actually did it. I did it in the morning and when I went to sleep every day for 30 days. Twice a day for 30 days. Yeah, I mean, that takes discipline as anything does. It takes discipline for me. I just wanted to get away. (laughs) (laughs) So so it was a task for me. I was like, I'm about to escape. So that's why I kept doing it. But I didn't know that it was going to lead into something different. Like it was going to go back and show me certain things Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know that existed. Wow. So how did you feel then when those memories and the things that you didn't realize existed came back to you? I mean, was that uncomfortable or Um, enlightening? Well, no, it was shocking. And then it also, it was like, I got into protect mode because I love kids. So just to see a little girl in this me, I'm like, I have to free this little girl. So in my friend, I thought getting on top of a mountain and jumping off. I'm like, I got to go on a mountain and I got to jump off and I got to free her. That was my mind and my thought of freeing her. But when I moved into my apartment, I got the vision of the book. And then I got the title of the book and everything. And so then I started thinking about it like, okay, I can write a book to free her. But it was a back and forth thing because I'm like, I'm not an author. I don't write. You're like, this is not me. But what gave me my motivation, Michelle, is that I watched a video on YouTube. This lady, she made a video and it was called Inner Child Healed. And she talked about going to free her inner child. And her inner child was left in a hotel lobby. She was waiting on her dad to come get her. And he left her down there. And she said she kept going back to get her kept going back to get her and a little girl was kicking and screaming. She didn't want to go. And instantly I was in tears. I'm like, oh my God, like this is real. Like people do go through this. So it was like, you know how you see something and then you see another person going through the same thing. So now you feel like you're not the only person along in this. Like this is something that 
is occurring and happening. And I'm glad I did it because now we in an age where people is really battling their own child and they're trying to heal their past and yep. heal those childhood traumas and childhood things that they went through so they can grow. So that brings me really to my next question. So what are the reader going to get out of it? Are they going to get the art of meditation? Are they going to understand the importance of healing the inner child? Give me your perspective of what you think the reader is going to gain. Well, one thing they will gain is a little bit about me and also about awakening, my spiritual awakening. And certain things that shape me to be the person I am today, which I tell people like half of the things we go through is from our childhood, but it's not a bad thing. You just have to heal it so it don't become the next generation problem. Fascinating. You know, because I say problems that we go through is not ours. It was gave through us through our DNA because of our ancestors, but because they didn't settle their us before they left here, it became our problem. And then if we continue the same thing, then we just give it to the next generation. See, because the thing is, is right now we're building for generations that we don't even see because the people that started these childhood things or whatever, they didn't know that it was going to be years and years and it was going to get passed to me. But that's because we don't see the future. So that's why I say what we're building now, we're building for generations that we don't even see. We building for 10 years from now. Our kids, they kids, they kids, they kids. So that's why I had to stop the cycle because I didn't want that to be the next generation's problem. Right. Molestation. Yeah. It's so easy to just turn everything inward to yourself. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. But what you're saying is, yes, it is about you. But the importance of that is that in healing yourself, then goes on to heal for generations to come because, again, stop it. Right, because they are the future. And yeah. if we don't do what we're supposed to do, then it, it affects the generations. That's great. Love that. So is it on Amazon? Yes, it is. Okay, so The Inner Child by Michelle Brown on Amazon. So we want to make sure people know how to go and get it. What are some next steps? For you, now that you are an author and we have a, a book underneath you, what do you want to do? Well, my main thing is when I wrote the book, that's why I'm always promoting. Like, I'm always talking to people, always trying to connect, always trying to network. Because I say when I wrote my book, I didn't just write my book to sit. And I tell people, your voice is healing and your silence is killing. Think about how many lives you're saving just by you telling your story because our story is not our story. Our story is for someone else's telling. Yeah. Like the things that I went through wasn't just for me. It was for someone else. And then think about how many lives you're killing because of your, you're not speaking up. Because say if you have a, you have a child, right? And they don't know that this is something that's a pattern or a cycle. So they're mm -hmm. just going to be familiar with it because you're the parent. So it's in a DNA. So they're going to just step into it. But if you acknowledge it and let them know, like, okay, look, this is something that's been occurring after a long and over and over again, because molestation happened to my mom and my dad. And so now I'm like, this is a pattern. And I have to break this cycle because I don't have kids, but I want kids one day. And I don't want that to be the generational cycle that get passed on to them because I didn't take the time to actually heal it. 
So very important to leave that legacy and understanding to the next generation because it's, it's almost getting to the point where I believe some people think that it's just normal because it is so frequent. It does happen and occur so often that we need to say, no, stop. This is not normal. It's not this okay. not exactly. a healthy pattern. not okay. It's because, see, it was my cousin. So it's a family Thing as well and so family try to hide it because they don't want to look like okay well this is happening in our family but me I'm like I'm putting it out there and I'm glad I did it because when I wrote my book a lot of more females in my family they came out and talked about the same thing like the same people that did it to me and my sisters they said they did it to them as well but it took for someone to speak up for someone else to feel comfortable to say, okay, yes, that happened to me as well. And this is something that I have to heal. I think that's a very important point that you're making right now is you need to talk about it. But one of my more recent books that I published was called Suicide in Sequence. And it was Jenny DeBolt's story of her family history of different suicides and deaths mm -hmm. that happened. And one of the things that came out of that that she's very passionate about is you have to talk about it. It's like yes. the white elephant in the room. It's like, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm -hmm. So you stay quiet. And then people just manifest that that silence as being maybe judgmental. A whole lot of things happen. Exactly. Yeah. So we need to talk about it. Yes, because that's the same thing like with my book. When a lot of people like my friends and some of my family read my book, they feel like I should have put more because I'm a talker. So they like, Michelle, I feel like you didn't put enough. But I tell people the way I wrote my book, I have no regrets. I said everything I needed to say. I put everything I needed to put for my healing. This book wasn't for me to be in competition with nobody. It wasn't to try to put nobody on the spot. This is something that I had to do for myself because I see that little girl and yeah. she wanted to be free. So I feel like it was my job to free her wow. because that is me. Yeah. What a way to voice that different perspective. That's a beautiful thing. You're very brave and courageous because that's my specialty is helping people share their stories. So I believe the truth and people's stories is just a very, very courageous thing to do. But it's also very necessary. Because we need to hear this. And we don't live in this little safe world that TV conquered up, leave it to beaver, or whatever show you want to bring up. Exactly, that. exactly. That's not our world. That's not what we live in. And a few that maybe do, um, <laughs> very few. They're in the club of 10 or less, I think. But the fact that when we come out with stories, I'm always amazed when I hear people say, I thought I was the only one. Yes. I think you're the only one. Are you living in a bubble? So that's why I think it's so important that you are getting your story out there. So people say, that's me too. Yes, it's so amazing because the events that I be going to, like now I have people just coming up to me like, how did you do this? How did you publish this? How did you do this? And I say like, this is free information because I wouldn't charge no one for this because this wasn't even mine. This was a vision that was gave to me. And so that's why I'm glad I answered the call and I actually took the assignment because it was going to be people that was going to come up to me and ask me, how did you do it? 
And I always wanted to write a book. I just don't know how to do it. What's the process? And it really makes me feel good because I'd be like, look, it's not that hard. The only hard thing I tell people is being consistent. Being consistent is the hardest thing because when I was writing, I was at my computer like, I want to get up and get some chips. I want to go watch a TV show. I want to go call my sister. Like it was a lot of things I wanted to do, but I had to stay focused because it was something that I wanted to do. It was a goal that I was trying to reach. And I was in school when I started writing my book, but I had to tell myself once I finished my last semester in college, I was going to finish the book because now I have the focus to focus on the book without all these assignments coming up. That's the hardest thing is being consistent. Yeah, I find in writing is that once the juices are flowing, that it's not the thing that you want to sit down for 20 minutes, walk away, find another 20 minutes. So usually it takes 20 minutes for me to get the first thought out of my head. But the other thing is the flip side of that is to make sure that you're taking the break and you're walking away and you're letting your mind Yes. Have a rest. Yes, exactly. Yes. I had to do that in the chapter in my book because my mom was abused by my dad. And so she told me certain things. Like, I remember when I was younger, she told me a lot of things. But when I was writing a book, she told me a lot of more things. And I'm like, okay, look, I got to take a break. It's too much. It was too much for me to take in. So I'm like, okay, we're going to finish this tomorrow. I need to lay down. I need to rest. I need to just think it everything over because it was just too much going on. Yeah. You need to take care of you at the same time is that you are going through the process because anytime you're writing about your, your life, your story, you're reliving it. So you're bringing up a yes. lot of memories. Yes. Good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why in the Danja TV interview, my sister was like, why would you cry? I said, Jasmine, it's like I could talk about the abuse and stuff but it's like when you mention it, like the little girl, I'm like, oh, my God, you about to make me cry. Because now it's like you hit an emotional spot there, that little girl. Even though she's healed, there are still some emotions behind that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you continue to heal just as we go through life. But when you really put that first effort out there, then it just becomes a continuation. Oh, yes. It actually happened through Hook a Sister Up. That was my first live video. And I was so scared. See, now I can do interviews and talk to people. But at first, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) hold on. Wait a minute. I was so scared. But the second video, I was like, see, it's always getting your feet wet. Once I get my feet wet, that's when everything is like, all right, I got this. But it took a minute. I'm sure. Yeah. I've experienced so much through my journey too in getting comfortable about cameras and just sharing your story, being out of all of the things. It's like, what am I doing here? (laughs) But the thing is, it's like when I was at the Zandra interview, they were so nice. It felt like being at home because she has a great team. Like everybody, I was just like, they so spiritual and like, I was just shocked at some of the stuff because I was like, you have a great team. And that's so good to have because if you have a great team, then it's so easy for you to grow because everybody is on the same page. Everybody is working together. Everybody is on one accord. Like at the show, I was just like, wow, 
I was just blown away. Like everybody was just on point. Everybody was working together. It was just like a good environment. Like it was so positive. It is. It really is. I can't say enough. I'm so glad you recognize the whole team because it is a great team. She and I work regularly together. I had a show with Sandra called Legendary Leaders. And it's just always, always. Oh, yeah. She gave me your so magazine fun. while I was yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and it's so interesting how life takes you, though, because I really haven't really read the magazine, but I seen it and I was like, oh, okay. And then when they start sending me the pictures of my interview and they told me to like, okay, join her page, add her, stuff like that. I was like, okay, because I'm always looking for opportunities. Always. That's why I reached out to you because I've seen the opportunity. Yeah. And I'm always looking for opportunities to get my book out there. Yeah. Like I'm trying to do radio stations. I don't care if it's a radio station. I don't care if it's a podcast. I don't care if it's a magazine, like different avenues, because like I say, everybody don't go to the library and why your book just have to be at the library. Your book could go different platforms, the TV, it could go multiple different platforms. And that's why I'm always looking for opportunities. Good so when you. I see your page and you start talking about your podcast, I'm like, oh, she got a podcast. Let me email her and see how we could get connected and how we can network and how we can work together because I feel like it's a community. How can me and you work together and we network and I network with you and we build with each other? Isn't connecting a beautiful thing? Yes, and I didn't even know you was with Hooker Sister Up. So like we connected <laughs> in multiple different directions. You know, things happen for a reason. I believe that. Uh, Everything yeah, happens in divine order as well. Yeah, so we're going to have to wrap this up. But can you tell people how to find your show? Which, by the way, on Zandra's show, were you on Fireside Chat or Biz Talk? I believe it was Fireside Chats. Fireside Chat? I believe that's what it was. Okay. I believe. But I okay. did. She gave me the link. So I did post it on my Facebook page. So sure. people can click on it and then you they can on, watch uh, it. How do they find you on Facebook? Just look up my name. Okay, it's under your name. And you can also go to ZandraTV.com where she has all of her shows and you can just scroll down. They also uh, can go on the Hook a Sister Up business page too as well because I'm on there as well. And she posts stuff for me on there as well. So it's different type of ways you can do it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, I got to let you go even though we could continue this on, but... I'm going to have to say goodbye for now. I want to say thank you to all my listeners and viewers for another great lemonade story. <laughs> and know that, hey, all it takes is just making the lemonade, just taking the lemons and making the lemonade, right? So and for making now, something out of it. That's right. I'll say goodbye and until next time. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat.